today on The Breakdown. It's no big deal. Just playing for a World Series of Poker bracelet. Your head's up. No big deal. Yeah, it's World Series of Poker Europe. I know. But come on. It's a bracelet. It's a big deal. Well, it was a big deal for these two guys, let me tell you. <laughs> That's Alexander Sherbach and Vilian Petelskov as they were playing heads up in the 2017 World Series of Poker Europe Monster Stack. And there was a hand that happened that befuddled some folks. And we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. These guys have names where I feel like there should be like a scientific instrument named after them. You know, like they mm. they co-created like some new thing that <laughs> accelerates molecules, like the Sherbach Petalsklav Collider. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. It'd be cool if they did that after this tournament was over. I think it's cool that, first of all, Sherbach sounds a lot like Sherlock. I think yeah. that's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. You know, elementary, my dear Sherbach. Okay. And, of course, that's um, not, why would... He doesn't say it to himself. Well, if he's looking in the mirror, maybe he does as he's practicing. And, uh, <laughs> and Petalskov's first name is Villian, sort of like villain. I mean, this, this is a movie. We got a movie right here. Also, Petalskov looks kind of like a villain. Mm. A little bit. Maybe it's just that he's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. But the other guy, um, Sherbach, is sort of blonde. He looks and... like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Aryan dream. Wow. <laughs> not cool. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan's Jewish. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Colm Singh suggested this on Twitter. He is the reason that Jonathan is saying anti-Semitic things. That was not an anti-Semitic thing. It's a pro-Aryan thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different. But Self- yes, I'm, I'm Jewish and we're just joking. Self-hating. All right. Uh, so what Colm did is he went to the old Twitter. Yes. That's Twitter.com. It's a website. Um, we are the poker guys on there or two poker guys, the number two poker guys. That's where you can suggest a hand for the breakdown. That's where you can also follow us on Twitter. We post things. Sometimes. We're not afraid to. Hey, you can also... I fear um, posting personal matters because I've got a lot to give, and I'm worried that people are just going to take. Oh, see, I've started... uh, I'm about to start doing a thought for the day. Not a poker thought. Not really something inspiring either. Just a thought. You know, like... It's going to be real garbage. I need strawberries. It's going to be good. I'm actually... You know, it's going to be its own separate Twitter account. Good. Don't thoughts of poker guy <laughs> at thoughts of poker guy. Okay. Dot com. <laughs> it's going to be great. Dot org. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is World Series of Poker Europe. It is not the main event. I don't think we've ever done a side event for World Series of Poker Europe before. I think you're right. We have done plenty of side event stuff from World Series of Poker World. Wow. Which occurs in America. Yes. Um, but it doesn't have that designation. So I guess it's just World Series of Poker. I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, the tournaments are bigger there, as evidenced by this is the monster stack, which in the Las Vegas monster stack at the World Series of Poker, first place is always over a million dollars. Yeah, there's uh, something like seven or 8,000 entrants every year. Yeah, and this one, the first place is, what, 130,000 euros or something? 118,000 euros, only 561 buy-ins. It's an 1,100 euro buy-in event. So it's a much smaller thing. Yeah, the buy-in is similar because euros are more valuable than dollars. And True. It's a $1,500 buy-in in, in Las Vegas. But it's, yeah, much smaller event. Um, these guys are definitely not playing as if they are scared here at the end. We Correct. are heads, heads up for the title yep. when this hand begins. And the World Series of Poker famously does not allow deals. So unless these guys know each other pretty well, 
They're just playing for the money. And here's what they're playing for. So we're saying first place is 118,000 euro. Second place is 73,000 euro. It's a really big difference. 45,000 euro difference. It's, yeah, man, it's kind of whack. Yep. But that's what happens. It's the life we live, you know? Yep. It's not the life we chose, but it's the life we live. Exactly. We never would have chosen this life. Well, I would never choose to be podcasting with you. I, just I mean, forced to do it. We're we're doing for a living. I yeah. think as little as humanly possible. <laughs> so basically, the it's life close. the life you would choose would be to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to think of something where you actually are actively making money. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like, well, I just have investments and I live off the you know. Yeah. Blah, blah. I don't have to do anything at all. Um, that would be less work than this. That's a fair point. Yeah. So that's cool. So yeah, that's basically the what we're saying is you should you guys should get into some podcasting. Yeah, you got to do it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a good life. Yeah. Um, all right. So as I said, we're heads up. We have relatively even stacks. It's a 100k big blind. Sherbach has 5.1 million, 51 bigs, and Petelskov has 61 bigs, 6.1 million. Yes. And uh, this this hand gets weird, man. It gets whack. Yes, it's great. Uh, it's a fun so, little hand. Yeah, it's a fun little hand. I'm excited to do it. Sherbach is on the button, and we are heads up, of course. He raises to 200K, so he's also in the small blind, with jack three of diamonds. Mm. This is pretty normal. I mean, maybe you would expect him to raise more based on depth of stacks. We're heads up. The other guy... I mean, you get to... It's a little different, small to big, uh, heads up than it is other times, because post-flop, you're in position in the small blind. It incentivizes you a little bit less to to size it up from small to big. Yeah, and if... I mean, if there's a an amount you can size it where you're going to get consistent folds that isn't too pricey. You should probably be sizing it to that. If it's like 2.7x, means it's going to fold 30% of the time, but 2x is going to fold you know, 5% of the time or 10% of the time. You should probably be sizing it up oh, a little yeah. bit more. But oftentimes, it's not going to really make a difference anyway. So then sizing it small lets you sort of preserve your advantage of position more because you're deeper. Right. So it's, it's less important to size it up heads up. Yeah. If, essentially. Um, I think I would probably prefer a bigger size with these stack depths, though. That's not crazy at all. Because the other guy's kind of forced to call you with yeah. pretty much any two cards. There right is now. also an ante in place still. So, you know, it's yeah. just like the, the pot odds you're laying are, are insane. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, tremendous. You have to go look at those pot odds. Oh, it's like a sunset, except if with there was also chocolate. And poker chips. Chocolate flavored. Chocolate poker chips. That's a thing now. It probably is. It could be. Maybe one day. Wouldn't that be cool? So in the, at the end, uh, you play like a cash game and you win all these chips, and instead of taking the cashier, you just eat them. Yeah, what, what if they were like made of just like protein-packed pro, little protein bar things? Yeah. And you just like basically you and your friends all go to a house and, and starve yourselves for a week, mm. and then you play a game of poker, and whoever gets all the chips at the end gets to eat them, and everybody else starves and you dies. Get, you get to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. The other way to go is um, really different than what you were saying. Uh, is no, I, I, don't, I can't think of anything else. Oh, no. Here's what you do, though. You, go to, you play one of those cash games or tournament. You win all the chips, and rather than cashing them out or anything, you just take them home with you, and you wait for Halloween. You strategically wait for Halloween. Nice. And then you just... Hand them out. You know, you listeners, this is actual poker guy advice. Yeah. If you win a tournament, whether or not the chips are made of food, try <laughs> to eat one of the chips. <laughs> See how it goes. It's, it's surprising what will happen. Yeah. I'll say that. It's not what you think. Yeah. You think it'll just it'll be like one of those YouTube thumbnails. Like, you won't believe yeah. what happened when this guy <laughs> ate the chip. It's the poker ship challenge, and it's brought to you by the poker guys. And 
our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not our Disc- sponsors. Disclaimer, do not, do not put poker chips in yeah, your mouth. Yeah, this They're, is, it's not as bad as Tide Pods, but still don't do it. They are disgusting. Oh my God. Yeah. Even, yeah. That, and that way they're worse. They're not sanitary, even on the outside, let alone what they do once they're inside your body. Yeah. Which would be ripped through your system in horrible ways. It's basically ways. like putting a dollar bill in your mouth. It's a really bad idea. From a cleanliness point of view, but yeah. it's also like putting, you know, like, a, I mean, it's a hard thing that your body's not going to be able to break down. It's going to rip through your system, man. Well, it's going to be really hard to... It's to like s- a bull in a china shop in there. <laughs> Once you, If you're able to swallow it. Yeah, I mean, you can't chew it. You're going to choke to death. You're then. not going to be able to chew that thing. You're going to die for sure. Well... Don't do it, kids. This is a PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Too many good men have been lost. <laughs> anyway. You know, people say, what happened to that poker player, you know? What happened to Sammy he, Farha? He won a tournament, and then he ate one of the chips, and Wait, no, one of the never chips was heard life. from again. Yeah. He got the madness. The went death, off, went the off death to... suffocating madness. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so Sherbach makes it 200K with Jack Three of Diamonds. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing sometimes. This is how the bread is made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can't do good analysis if we don't have those moments, guys. We need it. It's like a self care. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Jack Three of Diamonds. Pedalskov in the big blind, 61 bigs, has Queen Seven of Diamonds. He defends. Yep. Seems pretty normal to me. Yep. 430K in the pot. So the antis aren't that significant. It's only 15K each worth of antis. Um, flop is 844 hearts, diamonds, spades. Okay. So we both flop back doors of straight and flush types. So that's pretty nifty. Sure. Uh, Pedal Sklov checks. Sure. In a villainous way. Yeah. In a heroic way. I expect sh- you to die. Sorry. In a heroic way. Yes, go on. Sherbach bets 150K. Yep. This is. There's not much to say here, right? It's just... Wants the hand to end. It seems fine to me. That's a board that's going to miss both of you pretty much all the time. I like a bet here. Ace highs are almost always good. It's a dry board. It's good to size it down from your pre-flop race. It's all good. It's really hard for him to have a hand he can continue with if he doesn't have a four, an eight, or a gutter. He could call with, like, ace highs also, but there's just most of his range. He's probably just going to throw away because who cares? Yeah. And we're deep enough. He doesn't have to fight for this pot. It's a small pot. Yeah. So... Do you think Pedalshklov should consider calling, raising, or should he just fold? I mean, I think folding's fine. We do have two all. back doors. We have two back doors. It's true. It is. How much does he bet? One fifty into four thirty. It is crazy cheap. It's so cheap. I guess with two back doors and an overcard, and probably our seven is good too. If we, yeah. did it. I guess it's okay. And to we call might be once. good already. Yeah, and he could shut I mean, down. If we're good already, we're probably not going to be able to find a way to get home, though. You know, like we're going to have to call again. If we're good already, not always, but a not lot always. Of the time. Maybe and, it'll just maybe it'll just shut down sometimes. And and you know you're maybe these guys know each other or something, but yeah. you're making that analysis based on like most of the breakdowns we do. It's yes. like Jake Schindler against somebody. And you're right. These guys might shut down a lot. You we know? actually, and you're right. I definitely see that in lower level tournaments anywhere where someone takes one shot and just immediately gives up as soon as they're called and it's yeah. over. I mean, it'd be just, reasonable to put this guy in an eight if if you bet and he calls and then you're just like, well. I'm not going to get him a fold an eight, right? Right. I'm Shutting just down is kind of fine. Yeah. And you don't put him on an ace high hand for showdown value because you didn't three bet preflop. So, I mean, he could have an ace high, but, but it's not as, as there's, he doesn't have all the ace highs in there for sure. And as, yeah, as, okay. as evidence, like the monster stack, for example, the monster stack would have had a lot more players. So it should be whittled down to better players at the end that our friend Mitchell Towner won mm-hmm. back in 2016 
people were shutting down all the time in spots like this at that final table. Everybody was playing super passive. Yeah, people were being careful. Now, there's no ICM implications anymore. Yeah, we are heads up. So that change that should change it. And the heads up that Mitch played did go pretty quick because well, the, the other guy was a maniac lunatic, and Mitch yeah. knew to call off 30 blinds with a 7. And right. Um, but still, it's it's possible there's more shutdowns here. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. Pedalshlov. I don't, I don't hate a call. Pedalshkov. Pedalshkov does Pedal call. Do you think raising would be better? I kind of like a call more than a raise, actually. Because you can have an eight or a four now? We can have all those things. We can have, and I don't know. We don't like, I mean, raising is going to work a lot, but I, I think if we're going to raise, I'd rather have more, a more airy hand, like with less, less sort of equity. Backdoor, backdoor Not that equity. we have a lot of equity, but this, this feels like we just have just barely enough. I'd rather have a worse hand. To, to, to having some equity this, this isn't a good amount of equity though <laughs> no it's really not so that could be a nice thing if we get called if we yeah. raise if like the five of diamonds that's comes fair. on the turn we can feel pretty good about continuing you know? that's fair but we can call and if the five of diamonds comes on the turn we can either check raise or do whatever on the turn anyway you know what i mean like we can play we can play very aggressively once we improve it's so cheap i think it's fine to call but i guess you're not asking that you're asking is a raise better yeah um okay I would say, okay, actually, it's funny. I've actually studied this spot a little bit, okay. uh, which is like the the low paired board spot, which is basically what we have. Eight's a little high, but low enough, right? Where it's not, it doesn't like, it's not squarely in anyone's like obvious range that like the razor has an eight very but often. But did you study it in a heads up tournament setting? It was button versus big blind, so it's close. It's, it's quite a bit different, I think. Go and on. That was probably for cash, I assume. It was cash. No, it's yeah. not 50 blinds deep. That changes a little bit. But the idea was more about sort of range versus range. How's everyone doing? And what, what we came to was that when the button bets, the button should bet because the big blind almost never has anything that connects with the board. But when the big blind decides to check raise, the button has almost nothing that ever connects with the board, enough that it can call the check raise. So actually, I guess I like a check raise because of this kind of board actually plays very well for a, for a check raise in, the, in these sort of relatively wide spots that people are going to be. Yeah. Okay, that's reasonable. Um, yeah. From a more exploitative perspective, we can assume that our opponent, Sherbach, doesn't have a ton of fours. It becomes yeah. kind of a game of chicken, but we have a ton of fours as Pedalskov. We do. Because he only made a 200k preflop. We have, like, almost all the fours. However, that's pretty much the only thing we should be expected to check raise for value with. And I got to say, well, we have a ton of fours, so does he. Yeah, he min raised the button when we're heads up. He's got pretty much all the fours. So he may have more fours than we do. It's possible. If anyone has, yeah, like what fours does no one have? Nine four off. I mean, there's not that many fours, right? Ten four off. Maybe even ten four off as someone's playing. Maybe. So it's just kind of a random game of chicken, I guess. Yeah, but it's like hard to have anything. So you could decide to just say go away. Right. The problem is that we're going to be out of position for the whole hand as Pedalskov. So we might. It might be harder to find an opportunity to win down the line. Mm-hmm. Unless we just donk the turn or something. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I figure like our plan is, if we're calling, our plan is to either check raise the turns that improve our equity significantly or um, bet aggressively on the river if we don't improve. Yeah. And just like rep that eight. Yeah, the problem is repping an eight is going to be tough if a bunch of overcards come. It's true. Yeah, the board's still going to have to be a little bit friendly to us. It's hard to win by check calling here. I think I prefer a check raise. I think, I think so, too. I agree. But calling's not the end of the world, either. It's better than folding. Yeah. Calling's Pe- fine. Pedalskov calls with his queen seven of diamonds, and we have 730K in the pot, which is just slightly more than is in our monthly tournaments on yes. nitrogen. 
Yes. Um, ours is in Bitcoin. Yeah. So there's that. So it's kind of hard to say which is more. You don't really know because the exchange rate changes so much. Yeah. So quickly. Ours is, um, the guarantee is what, 100 millibits, which is a tenth of a Bitcoin. Yep. So, you know, that flies around these days. A little while ago, that was worth $2,000. Right now, it's worth like $6,500 or something. Uh, other times, it might be worth $400,000. I don't know. It's not worth $6,500. So you're right, $650. Yeah. That would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> math is harder than people think. I'm just Yeah, Jonathan's struggling with the math. Lately. We did a podcast, was it yesterday, where I just completely lost my mind for about two minutes. Are I you becoming aged? It's possible. I couldn't remember what Pada's basically meant. It got really bad for a second. Yeah, as one of the poker guys in, exactly. in name. That's kind but, of a problem. By the way, not like we cut that out. We're just leaving it in. We've only cut out <laughs> things where you say something so incredibly offensive that it's like exactly. a real problem. Everything else stays. Yeah. But anyway, continuing on. Continuing on, we do have that tournament. And basically, the long and short of it is the guarantee is a thousand times the buy-in, and we've never even gotten a hundred players. Yep. I mean, come on. People. You got to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for nitrogen otherwise you don't even get to see the tournament and you're kind of going to go to bed every night feeling like something is missing from your life and you won't know is it that is or? it is it sally from senior year who i just didn't make the move and you still follow her on facebook yeah and she has kids now it's too late obviously her husband looks really nice but, but is it is it too late maybe if you reached out Maybe. Yeah, but then are you, are you just going to ruin a family because of your weird leftover high school desires? You're maybe, 37 years old, Jason. Maybe Give that, it up, Jason. Maybe that family is already ruined and you can't tell from the outside. That happens all the time. All we're going to do is make a and solicitation. Jason, you're going to twist and turn until you know. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> Nitrogen sports poker room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Choo choo. <laughs> that's, that's right. The that's the nitrogen train. That's the nitrogen train. Nitrogen, of course, also has a sports book where you can go bet on the NFL, you can bet on soccer, you can bet on MMA, all the different sporting type things. I think you can bet on snooker. I don't really know what that is, but you can probably bet on it. You probably can. You don't know what snooker is, huh? Nah. It's like pool. Um, that, you know what I hear in the distance? Choo choo. <laughs> nitrogen train. <laughs> also, the nitrogen train jingle. Ding, ding, ding. Nitro, ding, nitro, ding, nitro. Ding, ding. <laughs> they, just okay. keep, they just keep advertising. <laughs> I just, once sooner or later, they're going to listen to the, one of these ads. And uh, I don't know, we might get a phone call. We might, get, get, a, a phone call. We might get a phone call. But, but until you know then, you guys can all enjoy these ads. Yeah. So once the ads become rote, you'll be like, oh, poker guys heard from nitrogen. <laughs> 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 anyway, back to the hand. <laughs> Got 730K in the pot. Pedalskov has check called the 844 rainbow board with one diamond with queen seven of diamonds. Sherbach has bet it with jack three of diamonds. Return is the ace of diamonds. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so we both pick up flush draws and a diamond would be a disaster for Sherbach on the river. Yes. This somehow goes check, check. Okay, so I understand... Why Pedalschlov checks here? Yeah, I would hope he's checking to check raise. It feels like a good spot to do it. Yeah, because especially when the ace comes and and Sherbach could have an ace, it's yeah. so sweet to rep a four that way. Exactly, it's yeah. beautiful. And if we get called, we still have twenty percent yeah. or so equity or a twenty percent chance to hit a diamond. Yeah, I don't know what our equity is, but actually less than that because the other guy has diamonds yes, too. But, but also yeah. we're ahead, so yeah. we have all we've got pretty good equity. But anyway, um, so I like that. And then the question becomes about why do we think Sherbach checks? Yes. That's a good question because my initial hit on it when watching it was, wow, that's kind of weird considering 
He has so many more aces in his range yep. than, than Pedal's Glove. He also picks up equity. It's like a, That's the thing. It's a great time to bet. I mean, I know Pedal's Glove can have some fours, but a lot of his fours, I would guess the majority are getting check raised on the flop. We can also withstand a check raise potentially. Depending, depending on, on the sizing, size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or decide to lose our mind, I guess, so we could do that. Um, the thing is, like, I would think it's possible he's doing this because... He thinks he would not actually play an ace like this. He thinks he'd bet an ace on the flop. The ace actually comes. If he doesn't have a big-time kicker, he might check back the turn and bluff catch the river and, and or try and get value on the river versus the turn. But that's, that's just like trying to do like game theory optimal more yeah. stuff. And he doesn't want to maybe be in a spot where every time he doesn't have an ace, he's betting here, and every time he does have an ace, he's checking here. You know? I would imagine he's betting some and checking some when he has an ace. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. This feels like a time to bet when we don't have it, when we pick up the diamond equity. Yeah, that seems like a really good time to continue betting. Right. And like an eight is, the problem is this, I guess. We feel like an eight isn't going to fold the turn, right? Well, it will fold the river a lot of the time if right. we continue. No, but yeah, we have to do three streets. It's kind of good, though, because we're going to go three streets when a diamond hits anyway. So we could have a plan to go three streets most of the time. We could even sometimes go for a thin value if a jack hits. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. We'll make a decision when a jack yeah. hits, basically, what we want to do. It's... I guess we should probably bet if a jack hits. Probably. Right? It's really hard for Pedal Sklov to have an ace. He could have an ace. He could have an ace, but it's not super frequent. Right. He has more eights than aces for sure. A lot more. And the eights are often going to call the river if they call the... Tr- well, often. Sometimes. Yeah. And so we could go for it. I mean, it's, it's a, sort of a weird mergy spot, mm-hmm. right? Where sometimes we're going to have it, sometimes we're not, and he really doesn't really know what to do with an eight, which is good. Yeah. We like putting him in that spot, especially when we don't have it. I guess either way, we like it. So, yeah. So I like a bet here. I do too. But he decides to check back. Okay, well, we're never going to put him on a flush draw if the diamond comes. I'll tell you what. That's the good news. Sure. We're not going to put him on an ace or a flush draw or a four. Not going to put him on any of those things. Not too frequently. So an eight makes sense now. Looks like it could be an eight or just a give up. Yep. King high, something like mostly that. Mostly a give up. Yeah, mostly give up. For sure, Bach, we're talking about. Yes. All, All right. right. Pedoshklov. These names are incredible. Yeah. His first name is Villain. Are you kidding me? The Pedalsklav Sherbach element. There's a new element on the periodic table. <laughs> um, no, it's more like a space, a space thing, you know? So you know a telescope? Uh, like a part, a part on the space. The Pedalsklav Sherbach on the gearbox. Okay, sure. I mean, no, but yeah. More like the, the hand that they use to like grab stuff. Pedalskov, Sherbach, Robot, Gripper, Hand Grip. Gripper, yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. It could it, just be the Pedalskov Gripper. That makes more sense to me. Why does why does Sherbach always have to get credit when Pedalskov does all the Because he work? was in the room. Yeah, great. And not everything's you a collaboration. You know how these things work. I do. You know how these things work. I really do, actually. And yes. Sherbach's good with the media. Pedalskov needs him. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can replace Sherbach. You can't replace Pedalskov. That's true, but Sherbach's also really good at selling himself, and he's yeah. kind of got Pedalsklav over a barrel as far as their personal relationship. He's the huge accent of scientists who care about space things, grippers, <laughs> gripping things. <laughs> yeah, this, this podcast is really good. <laughs> okay. So, we are so far away from anything reasonable right now. Yeah, it's that's good. common. Pretty common. Second podcast of the day for those who didn't yeah. guess. Um, not, not, when I said hello, Dolly, that may have been one of the clues. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I think you can go by percentage of podcasts that is tangent. There's probably like a cutoff line where the majority are second podcast of the day. Do you say that? Is, oh, that is tangent. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I'm really willing to just go in any weird direction that like in a second podcast, like I'm just hanging out. Let's go. 
I, that seems funny. I'm doing it, you know? Yep. All right. And so I don't care if it's not funny. Let's recap what's happened so far. <laughs> yeah. Got the 844 flop, 8 of hearts, 4 of diamonds, 4 of spades. Sherbach, the preflop raiser on the button small blind, has jack 3 of diamonds, continued the flop, got called by pedal gloves, queen 7 of diamonds. The turn was the ace of diamonds, bringing both players a flush draw, and it went check, check. Yep. 730K still in the pot. If a diamond comes... Get ready for freaking explosions. Well, I'm sorry to say that there are no explosions in space. It's the five of spades. There's no sound in space. There's also no explosions in space. I mean, there's fire. There's not fire. Have you ever seen a TV show with yeah, space? They're all incorrect. There is no there's fire. In th- there's fire. First for, of all, maybe it's wrong real. to say there's no explosions. There's no fire. Because exactly. it could be considered an explosion without fire, right? It got me, bro. Yeah. We are well past my, my knowledge. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna ago. check in on Twitter with that. Physicists, scientists, get on that. Yeah. Um, so the river is the five of spades. Yes. So we it leaves Pedalskov with queen high and Sherbach with jack high. Okay. And check jack. <laughs> sometimes I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that'll happen. Jack it's high could be good. Almost Although, pretty much never. Not really. Because five six is gonna bluff. Five six is gonna bluff. Yeah. If the guy if Pedalskov called the five six on the flop, he's bluffing the river. Six high. No, he's got a five now. There's a five, oh, on, the a five on the river. Yeah. Well, five, six ain't going to bluff. Why would it bluff? He's got to fold out an eight. <laughs> fold out a better five. No, five, six is going to check. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the river was. I was just talking. So Pedalsklav checks, which yeah. is interesting because it seems like he had a bit of a plan there. It's weird. Something I've noticed is, and I think I brought this up on poker time. Plans can change when you pick up equity, even if they shouldn't change. Like, hmm. Pedalsklov's plan was to probably take an aggressive action later. Yeah. Then he did pick up equity, and then he started thinking about his hand as a flush draw rather than the float that it was on the flop. And it made him feel more like playing it as if he was playing a flush draw than playing, hmm. playing the way he was going to play on the uh, flop. Okay, maybe. Maybe. I mean, more is going to be revealed about his thinking as we continue. Yeah. And so I don't know if I completely agree with what you're saying. Right. That's fair. Yeah. All right, so... Pedalsklav checks. Sherbach's going to go for just a tiny little bluff here. Yeah. That's 250K into 730K. Please fold queen and king high. That's what that bet is, right? Yeah, that's basically what that is. He's never going to fold out an eight with this bet. He's not going to fold out five, six with this bet unless no. five, six sort of levels itself into folding. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you're folding out any pair with this bet. I would call. I'd be like, I'd roll my eyes and call. I think like, it's a, maybe a bad bet. Yeah, you got to bet more. Yeah. If you're going to bet, go, go for it a little bit. Yeah. Well... Pedalsklov reads weakness into this bet. As he should. Maybe he thinks Sherbach has an eight now. Do you think that's what he's putting him on? I think an eight would play it very similar to the way we just saw it play. Yeah. Or maybe something like two nines. You know, Sherbach has all those Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Two nines is similar. Yeah. But yeah, but they play the same pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, pretty much any pocket pair over the eight. I guess the difference is nines have more things that can call it and, you know. Yeah. If, like it's really rooting for the eight to call the eight. Yeah. Unless we have the best eight, the king eight, you know. Well, we're chopping. Oh, yeah, we're chopping anyway. Eights and fours so with an ace. So it's not that, not that big a deal. Yeah. We have an eight. Yeah. So I don't know about this 250K sizing. Pedalsklav doesn't know about it either because he raises. Yeah. He raises to 975. Now, he could have just called in one, but he doesn't know that. No, that, would, that seems bad. So this is why I don't think he was doing the thing you said. Yeah. So what he was doing this whole time was like, I'm going to rep a four. I'm going to find a place to rep a four if I have to, if he gives me a chance. Yeah, that's absolutely what he's doing, right? Yeah. He's not repping like ace six or something. Ace six. Oh, an ace? No. Yeah. I don't see how he could be doing that. I think he's absolutely repping a four. Question. Yo. Is it a good representation of a four? 
Oh, that's a good question. Usually a four would bet the river and not check. But right. not but it's not impossible to check a four here. If you feel like the guy doesn't have anything, you're like, please bluff, please bluff. Look how weak I am. Try and blow yeah. me off my eight. You know? The problem is I mean, yeah, you're just trying to capture the bluff equity and then you're raising just in case he actually has an ace after all, you know? And then you have to get hero by that ace. Because it still is a hero, right? If you check raise the river. Yeah. You're always repping better than an ace. I would or at least a, a bad ace. I think maybe sometimes a four plays this way, but generally when the turn goes check, check, it's not, a, you, it's not a great representation. I agree. Fours usually bet the river because they're like, well, I hope you have something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't love it too much. Neither does Sherbach, who does not fold. Yeah. He's sitting there with Jack High, and he's thinking, would you really play a four like this? Right. And if you don't have a four, could you call with anything else? If I raise. Well, if you don't have a four, you're probably not taking this line. So there's nothing for you to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it's just a, bluff. so you're like, you're bluffing. You're going to fold no matter what, or you have a four plus four or better. Right. That's it. Yeah. So I guess that's, you're saying the same thing in just a different way. So Sherbach raises. Yeah. Now I've, I am of two minds about this raise. One, I like attacking the bad line of pedal I Me think pedal line isn't great. Mm-hmm. But now we ourselves have kind of a bad line here as Sherbach. We have a... Well, here's the only thing we're repping. Pocket fives, bro. Yeah, pocket fives. Maybe ace four. We could check back because we have the board so crushed. I mean, we got called on the flop, right? Yeah. So it can't be that crushed. I mean, but the ace is a scare card. We have so many aces in our range. You might be afraid that we're going to fold out an eight. Okay. Maybe. Say, and then we bet 250 on the river. Yeah, hoping to get called by an eight, trying to... Yeah, I guess. I mean, it doesn't make the most sense, but it makes at least a little bit of sense. Mm -hmm. It's, But it's not great. I don't really buy it, but I understand. It's it's not a great story. I agree with you. Like, I, bet, I think most of the time, ace four is going to bet the turn because it's like, wow, I hope you have the case four. If you have an eight, you may station me a little bit because you know I'm betting this ace a lot as a bluff. Yeah. Like, you're probably going to call with an eight a lot if I don't size it too big. And then I get to bet a bigger on the river. How great, you know? So sometimes they'll check it back, I know. But a lot of times people are going are gonna to bet that, especially as we see what's happening here. Pedalschklov clearly is not just like a tight guy who just gives up a lot. Like, yeah. he's got a whole lot of moves and game to him. Those are exactly the kind of guys to bet your big hands against because they're, they're going to see you making moves too even when you're not because that's how they yeah. view the world, you know? So basically what we've come to here is both players are taking bad lines. I think so. Yeah. But I think the thing is, like, both players are not, these are not game theory optimal plays. These are exploitative plays where mm -hmm. it's a, like a big thing in poker is, like, culturally, once you become a good poker player, you start thinking about the other guy's hand and not only your hand, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you also still have to think about your own hand and, and the story you're telling. And I think neither of these guys are doing that. They're just thinking about the other guy's hand and the yeah. story the other guy is telling. Yes, that's right. Here's one thing I really like about this three bet. I like that he didn't shove. Like, when I saw him starting to reach for chips when we were watching this video, I started sort of yelling at the screen, don't shove, don't... I was actually yelling, click it back, yeah. click it back. Because it's sort of all the same, right? Like, the guy's going to hero almost... The guy's going to call you with almost the same frequency whether you truly click it back or you shove. Yeah. Like, he's either got a four or better or he doesn't. If he has an ace, it looks the same. He's not going to check raise an ace on the river. Though. I don't think he is either. 
But like I'm saying, even if like even if like a four is never is never going to fold. I we have to assume we're never going to fold out of four. We're going to fold out everything else. There's no reason not to just click it back. So he makes it two million. Is that right? Two million over the nine seventy five. Right. So that's not clicking it back. Clicking it back would have been like one point six yeah. or something. That to me is the ideal bet in this spot. But two million at least keeps it pretty small. Also, it's four blinds more. Right. You know? That's and I like that a lot. I think that's that's a pretty beautiful sizing at least. And of course, pedal Club folds. Yes. So. So, uh, did these guys play well, or is this just random? It feels like it's mostly random. Now, they have, they definitely have some history now that they're heads up. They've played together for a while, at least at this final table, if not at some of the tables leading up to the final table. So, they may have certain dynamics in history, which make some of these plays so like fit into a bigger story and dynamic where it makes more sense. You know, where it's like, well, I've seen you play a big hand like this before, kind of a thing. Yeah. So then it maybe makes it easier to do to make some of these plays where they feel like they can rep a full house on the river. Maybe maybe Sherbach feels like he can do that because Pedoshklov has seen that. And Sherbach maybe sometimes will show up with a hand like that. But I agree. I think both these stories are questionable at best. And my spidey senses would be going off and I might I would strongly consider raising in both the spots that they raised. Yeah. Now this is this is my interpretation of of what these guys were thinking on the river. Oh, cool. Um Surebox betting because he has Jack High basically is like I'm giving myself a really good price to bluff here and Petalsklov could have a lot of stuff that I just need him to to go away with. Yeah, that, and that he'll fold. Yeah, I think the representation of a weak ace or an eight worked pretty well, mm-hmm. and Petalsklov believed it and thought I can rep a four and he can't really call with an eight especially. Maybe he can find a hero with an ace sometimes just because of distribution, but maybe not. You yeah, know? but yeah. Um, and then Surebox like, well, you never bet. Any time you never took an aggressive action until now, and you're only repping trip fours or better, feels like you'd be really afraid to miss out on value. So I don't believe you. Right. So I'm going to raise. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the story I'm telling is because right. what can you do? Right. Like you're not actually going to have a showdownable hand. And Surebox raise is mostly a just in case raise because Pedalsklov isn't going to do this with an eight or an ace. He's just going to call the 250, right? Yes. So he's not worried about him, about uh, Pedalsklov having something showdownable that he can like piece this together with and decide to call. He's just worried. Like he, he thinks Jack high might be good a lot of the time, but just in case there's King or queen high out there or a five, just to make sure that those go away. Yeah. Do you agree? I think I agree. Okay. I think that makes sense to me. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird because when you get in these spots where you're sort of telling a questionable story and I'm thinking about myself raising rivers as bluffs this summer, where I'm like, as I do it, I'm like, this is a questionable story. I'm like, where I'm check-raising rivers. And every time you check-raise the river, it's a little questionable, right? Yeah. Um, especially if it went check-check on the turn, which it doesn't always. In some of, these, some of my spots, it did. Some of my spots, it didn't. But, like, it's, it's just like, would, would I really check, in their mind, would I really check a big hand on the river instead of betting it myself right. when a scare card comes? Because I'm usually check-raising when a scare card comes. And so, I'm, I mean... Part of it is mostly people don't care. You know, most people just fold anyway. They realize it's a bad story and fold anyway, mostly, I think. Or they don't realize it's a bad story because they're just sort of overwhelmed by the fact that this just happened to them and they're so upset about it, you know? Yeah. So I count on that. I count on the emotional, like, you know, I can't even, you know, lack of cognition, you know, as much as anything else. And, you know, I hope that once in a while I will really have it in that spot. I've yet to. I never have it. (laughs) <laughs> but one of these days I will. <laughs> I, I hope to be there for it. 
So I don't know. We were t- when we did the hand uh, a, a few. I don't know, like maybe a month ago or something like that. Not even that long. We're Dietrich fast three bet the river with King Queen. We also thought he told a questionable story. Yeah, um, but it worked. And we, we were even saying like, when is the when does anyone three bet bluff the river? Like we never see it. I guess we it was here. This yeah. actually happened before that. So. It's been here the whole time. Sherbox the OG. What was that? Sherbach is the OG. He did it before ah, Dietrich Fast. Sherbach is the OG. Yeah. Original gangster. Yes. That's what that means. Thank you. It could mean other things. It could. Like one Group. gang, gang, one gang, the original one gang, right? Yeah, you got me there. It I could mean that. Can't possibly refute. What else could it mean? The origami Granola. graduate. What were you going to say? Granola. I like mine better. Or he's the he's the origami graduate. <laughs> That's him. Okay. All right, I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're well, really done. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.